Hey, Tony and Mike here with our next adventure. As we uh, roll along, getting closer and closer to the Christmas holiday, we're about, uh, we're about a week away. A week from today, it'll be Christmas Eve. It's going to be a little bit of a different uh, Christmas this year uh, because we can't really you know, uh, mingle the way we're used to mingling. Uh, but nonetheless, the holiday is here, you know? Yeah, so, like it or not, Christmas is right around the corner. No, no matter what happens during the year, it's it still comes. And I think a lot of people are, I think there's reservations about that it's different this year, but I also <laughs> think that people are finding things to be excited about. Um, I know that shopping is has not been deterred by uh, the virus. Uh, people are shopping online. People are still going out to the stores. Uh, so I, I think the Christmas trees will still be packed with presents underneath. And uh, last time I heard, uh, old St. Nick isn't affected by COVID. So uh, he'll still be making deliveries on Christmas Eve. So I think we're finding things to be excited about with, um, with Christmas right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always a, a fun time, no matter uh, what's going on. You know, as long as you're kicking uh, Christmas is a is a good time of the year and, and as always I'm I'm looking forward to it even though it's going to be different um, for example uh, Christmas Eve uh, my mother always has 35 40 people over you know we eat we talk we laugh uh, this year it, it's just not going to happen there's only going to be about six of us there and it's just the immediate family and I think everybody is going that route this year. You know, what, what are you going to do? Uh, we don't want it to get out of hand because there is going to be a spike when Christmas is over, uh, just like there was a spike in cases after Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that people are sort of putting the uh, cart before the horse here with the vaccine. <laughs> I think a lot of people hear the vaccines available. So it's like, okay, great. We're just going to go maskless and everything is great now. Well, you know, the vaccine isn't going to really hit you and I till mid-year next year, if then. Uh, so we still have to be uh, vigilant when it comes to wearing the masks and keeping social distancing and whatnot. And as you said, you know, the holidays are just going to be different. I mean, New Year's Eve, you know, they're blocking off Times Square. People aren't going to be able to go down there for that. So not just Christmas, but New Year's. I know that here in Pennsylvania, they went back a phase when it comes to the amount of cases. So I know a lot of the bars had to close down again and a lot of the restaurants had to cut their capacity, which is going to mean different types of New Year's celebrations uh, for people. So it's, it's, it's different. It's different. But churches are also going to have to accommodate this for Christmas Eve service and Christmas Day service for the churches that, that have those. Uh, they're also going to have to be a little bit on the different side uh, this time around. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, we'll make the best of it. And uh, hopefully next year, uh, it'll be better. You know, that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. Um, I think the big story here all over the place was the snow that we got last night. And uh, Mike, I don't know what you got there in uh, Harrisburg, but uh, here in Stamford, Connecticut, uh, I would say we have about uh, 12, 11, 12 inches, give or take, you know. Um, last night, it was it was kind of weird for me because uh, the the rain, it was a mixture of snow and rain, but uh, when the rain hit, it was all ice. You heard the ice mm. hitting the window, hitting the side of the house, and it was a sound that 
I got to be honest with you. I don't think I heard that. I, I have heard that sound uh, since we had the big ice storm uh, back in 1973, which is a little bit before your time. Uh, but believe me, that was a hell of a time when that mm -hmm. happened. And it brought me right back uh, to that to that time. I mean, the ice was coming down and it was coming down for, oh my God, it had to be a good 45 minutes or an hour. And I figured, hey, you know, this is it. We're going to be snowed in. We're going to lose power. Uh, it's, it's going to be a real problem. But luckily, it didn't turn out that way, uh, at least for what I could see. Uh, power, never lost power here. According to all the news reports, there, there wasn't much going on. Uh, thank God. But they said that uh, they were worried about tornadoes in the middle of the snowstorm. So this, this was big. First time that we've had any kind of storm like that for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I know last year we barely had any snow, yep. barely any snow last year. We, we got about a foot of snow here also uh, in the Harrisburg area. It's always, it's always interesting. Ever since I moved from Connecticut to Pennsylvania, just how connected the areas are because the storm system, and I was watching this when they were sort of doing the map of the storm of what it was going to be like, and it was like Bridgeport, Connecticut, down to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It was just like, oh, wow, I, I used yeah. to drive quite a bit. I mean, they're, they're pretty much doing my drive right there. Right, right. But we, we got about the same amount. It, it kind of mixed with some sleet towards the evening. Uh, and they were talk, kind of talking about how, you know, the snow totals weren't as high as they were anticipating because of that mixture uh, that came in with it. But I, you know, the one thing that I was amazed about, and this is why we're wearing our, our knit caps. I mean, you know, this in honor of the snow, it's a little different. We'll get to that in just a second. But I, I just find the forecasting amazing. And I know that uh, there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks or meteorologists out there who are upset because they didn't get the two feet of snow that they were predicting or uh, the timing of it wasn't exactly what they said it was going to be. But I just think it's amazing how far out they can forecast these storms because, you know, we got that little clipper on Monday where some snow kind of came into the area on Monday. And then the four, you know, the meteorologists are pointing in the map down to the Four Corners area near Arizona. And they're like, that's where this storm is. And there's, there's nothing on the radar. It's not like a big swirling storm in Arizona, but they know what's going to happen with it as it moves across the country. I just find that fascinating, you know, here in 2020, just how they can forecast those storms. And it gave people plenty of time to prepare for it. It, it gave you know, all of the apartment complexes, the, the time to put the plows on the front of the trucks. It, it allowed all of the municipalities to sort of gear up and utility companies to gear up. And then you and I to be able to go to the grocery store and buy, you know, all the milk and bread and eggs that we needed because we all seem to assume that in any sort of snowstorm, we're going to be stuck in our homes for months. Uh, every single time, even though, you know, milk and bread, you know, Tony, it just, it just gums up the works. I mean, that's, that's, that's really all that stuff does. I mean, we should be buying fruits and vegetables, not right. milk and bread, but, you know, right. but I mean, it's, I, I just found it fascinating just how the timing of it was so predicted and even the amount of snow. Yeah. It was a little off inches, few inches here or there, but we knew it was going to be a substantial amount of snow and it gave people plenty of time to prepare for it. And, you know, to be honest with you, this isn't a bad time to have a storm like that. I mean, Christmas is going to be different this year. People aren't really traveling long distances for Christmas. A lot of people are working from home anyway. Schools have the ability now 
to do virtual learning. So really, was it that big of a deal to have a nice foot of snow in the middle of December? I think it was all right. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, uh, it, was, it was cool. Uh, I wouldn't want it every week. I wouldn't want it to, uh, you Remember know. that year? What year was that where we got about a foot of snow every single week? Yes. Because you yes. and I were staying at the Holiday Inn in Bridgeport almost every single week mm -hmm. when that was happening. That was, I know that Governor Malloy just took over. So whatever year that was, right. that was the year that we just kept getting hit every single week. But, but I did want to talk a little bit about how, I know at Frito, they, they grounded us today. Um, they should. How are you going to get around anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I, I worked yesterday, which is normally my day off. I went in yesterday and, and, and got some product to the stores, uh, but they made the announcement yesterday that they were going to ground the trucks uh, because of the storm, which was smart. But, you know, how different is it? You, you know, you and I, when it comes to these overnight snowstorms, that ice, you would have been pacing in such grave concern because of your drive that was going to have to take place to do the radio show. We're now actually for the first time and probably a long time for you, you're able to just sort of sit back and you're not going anywhere and you're okay with that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was more than okay. I mean, yeah. it, it was, uh, it, it was just very cool to like, Hey, it's snowing out. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, that's a shame. And then, you know, turn on TV and relax, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, you, you're right. Every time there was a snowstorm, uh, you know it. The people who are watching, if they were regular listeners, they, they knew that I turned into a little girl uh, when, when, when things were going to get a, a little rough. But the funny thing is, um, I remember maybe two years ago, three years ago, two years ago, maybe, you had already moved to Pennsylvania. And they decided at the radio station they were going to have a client dinner on a certain night in New Haven. And a snowstorm was coming. And I remember I was beside myself that I had to drive to New Haven. And, you know, luckily, uh, Jay Michaels, great guy, love him. He said, ah, don't worry about it. I'll meet you at the, at the commuter lot and we'll go up together. I'll drive. All right, that's cool. We couldn't make it. That's how bad the snow was that particular night. We couldn't make it. Finally, we just said, the hell with it. We're going home. So we went home. And he leaves me off in the commuter lot. And I get behind the wheel. And I'm like, oh, geez, oh, Christ. You know, start the car. Snow is falling. Everything's slippery. I'm afraid I'm going to fall on my butt. Get in the car. I start it. I start moving. And I was like, oh, oh, this isn't, this isn't bad at all. This isn't, you know. I says, oh, but I got to go up Vine Road, which is in Stanford. It's a little steep hill, you know. I says, oh, and, oh, hey, this is cool. All right. I'm, I'm good. I get home. My wife, how was the drive? I says, well, it was too much. We couldn't make it. I says, but. I says, my car is really good in the snow. At the time, the car was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. She goes, I keep telling you that, you jerk. You've got all-wheel drive. You, you'd be fine. I don't know why you panic so much, but that's my thing. I panic. So, <laughs> Well, you know, all-wheel drive wouldn't have helped you in that ice storm last night. I Not mean, last night, no. no. It's no-wheel drive when it comes to ice. Yes, it doesn't. But, you uh, can drive a tank. You're going down. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is is – it kind of brings up an interesting debate. Will there ever be snow days again for school? 
with, with now the ability for these schools to go remote, will no. there be, be snow days? Now I can tell you here, some schools did do a traditional snow day. Some schools just switched it to remote learning, which, you know, if you have multiple kids in multiple schools, it makes it really difficult to plan your day when one child has to go upstairs for remote learning and the other child is outside going sledding and whatnot and the other child has to sit there and, and do the schooling. But, but my question is, and, and, and this is what I think they should do. I think we should have our traditional snow days still built into the calendar. When they make school curriculum calendars, they have snow days that are built in. And once you surpass that, that's when the students have to start staying an extra day in the summer to make up for it. I think those days should be over, but I think they should still have the three or four or five, whatever, however many days it is, of snow days built in for the children. And then once they get to that fourth or fifth day, whatever it is, they have to do remote learning from then on. Because I do think that, you know, when there's a snow day and whatnot, especially for a lot of the kids, you know, there was really no snow last year. This is the first major storm that we've had in a long time. You know, they should be out playing in the snow and sledding and, and doing all those types of things. Um, but I don't think they should be staying later in the summer because they've built up too many snow days. That's when you can start doing your remote learning. I don't know. I mean, it's just a thought, but it now it brings up the topic now that these schools have the ability to do remote learning, distant learning, will there ever be snow days again? I don't know, Mike, because like you said, um, for example, here where I am, my wife works for the school system, uh, New Canaan, by, uh, for example, the superintendent puts out an email. It's a snow day. We want everybody to enjoy. It's a time to get out there, make snowmen with your children. It's a time to have hot chocolate. It's a time to watch your favorite Christmas movies. It's a time to just lay in bed and sleep late if you want to. So everybody has the day off. Fine. My wife got, you're working remote today. The kids are doing the remote thing today. And, and that was more or less it. But I think if I had a bet, I don't know. I think, I think this remote learning thing is, is here to stay. And I think they're going to use it to death. I right. Really well, and like I said, now that they're going to make, you know, the school calendar for next year, with that in the back of their mind, you know, they, they will say at the beginning of the year that there will not be any snow days, that if it snows, we will do distant learning. I mean, like I said, it, it, it should in my opinion, be uniform. The kids in New Canaan shouldn't get a snow day and the kids in Darien not. Well, you know what I mean? But a lot of times they, they leave it up to, they, they leave it up to the superintendents, you know, that, that's the, and the, and the bus companies as well. Well, sure. You know? but they well I mean, the bus companies wouldn't be affected either way. No. And if it's a snow day and distant learning, they wouldn't be, I mean, they're not no. running no matter what. So right. I don't know. I, I, I just, I saw that question put on Facebook, you know, will there ever be snow days again? And you, you sort of go back. I mean, I remember, I, we barely had snow days in Chicago. I mean, it had to be very much extreme for there to be snow days. But I remember there being a snow day one time and a whole bunch of us kids met over at the park and played, played, played a huge football game. I mean, there was like 40 of us that were over there playing. And I, I remember it to this day, how much fun it was. Uh, to be able to do that. And, you know, you probably wouldn't have been able to do that on a weekend 
because everybody's got different plans. It's a different time. It's a different time, Michael. Yeah. You know, that, that's, uh, you know, because the same thing goes for me. When I went to school in, in the time of Wyatt Earp, um, there, we, we barely had snow days. You know, when you did get a snow day, it was a big deal and it was a big storm, yeah. you know, but, but you're right. You're right. But uh, uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll see how they, uh, how they play it. Uh, one thing's for sure. I think it's going to be a few years before we have a winter like we had last year or the year before. We're really, we had two years in a row where everything was calm in the winter. It's going to be a while now that uh, something tells me that this winter is going to be a little rough. We're going to get a couple more, maybe not like this, but you're going to, you're going to see more snow than you have in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And as you know, schools have to be ready for it. And that's, that's like it. I said, with remote learning already in place, the students have their Chromebooks or their iPads. They have those types of things all set. You know, as far as I know, they'll just do that from now on. And teachers sure. will be able to maybe do it remotely from their home. Nobody has to leave their house and the kids are still learning. I guess, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Just, you know, maybe from time to time, maybe make it a half day so they can get out a little early and enjoy the snow. I mean, just a thought. I don't know. Just a thought. I understand. Sure, sure, absolutely. All right. Um, one thing happened this week that I'm, I'm very psyched for. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Major League Baseball has announced that uh, the Negro Leagues, which were in, in, in existence between 1920 and I believe 1948, uh, Major League Baseball has said all of those statistics from all of those players will now be part of Major League Baseball. And what's interesting, what's psyching me up, is that a lot of the players uh, that, that played in the Major Leagues, a lot of those uh, players of color, they started out in the Negro Leagues. So you, you get somebody like uh, Willie Mays. And I believe Willie Mays hit like 662 home runs in his Major League career. Um, that's going to add to his total. Uh, you get a guy like uh, uh, Josh Gibson, who they say was a better hitter and a better player than Babe Ruth. Unfortunately, none of us here today have ever seen him play. Uh, but, but he, I believe, they said one year, he hit like 80 home runs in, in, in one year. I mean, he was, you know, so all of those totals are going to be added to Major League Baseball. And I think that's going to change the landscape of, of all of these statistics. You, you know, I mean, is it possible that uh, a, a guy like, um, who's on top, Barry Bonds, is it possible now that he's going to be regulated to number two or three? And a guy like Hank Aaron and, or, or, or Willie Mays or whatever is, is going to be elevated well, to we'll two see. or three? I mean, I I don't know how many home runs they would have hit in the Negro League and how, how much, how accurate was the record keeping? Well, that's, that's the other thing that I was thinking. I mean, how, how accurate uh, was it? I mean, th this is a monumental task. This is well, it is. It is, but it's where we're going now. And it's, it's where society is going, where we're, we're recognizing what we should be recognizing and what we should have been recognizing for years. I mean, if you go to Cooperstown, there's a wing for the, for the Negro League. There's yes. just a kind of a wing, but to see it more prominently displayed, because as you said, growing up, 
Babe Ruth was the best baseball player that was ever known. But then if you talk to somebody about baseball, they say, well, yeah, he's the best that you knew about. But there were several black athletes, black baseball players that you don't know about. Uh, and even with uh, Jackie Robinson, you know, Jackie Robinson wasn't necessarily the best black baseball player. He was chosen primarily for his temperament. And not that he was a bad baseball player. Don't, don't get me wrong. He was an excellent baseball player. But he was chosen to break that barrier because it was recognized just how much scrutiny that was going to take. Sure. And that they needed somebody who would be able to weather that, fight through that, and make the whole situation better because of it. Doesn't necessarily mean that he was the best athlete, at best baseball player at, uh, at the time. So. There are several names that we've never heard of that oh, yeah. we'll probably start hearing about now that those records become, you know, more accessible. More and accessible. yes, the big names that we know about, like the Hank Aarons and the Willie Mays and, and uh, you know, these types of athletes, yeah, their numbers will go up a little bit. I don't know if they'll go up to the point where they surpass, you know, a record that's already scrutinized, Barry Bonds. I mean, I think people still – think Hank Aaron is the home run leader. I do. Yeah, I, do. I mean, I think a lot of it, it you know, a lot of people don't even really recognize the Barry Bonds uh, records. So, no, but I, I think it's a good thing. I think anytime, if there's professional baseball being played, it should be recognized by Major League Baseball, um, no matter what the color of the athlete is, for sure. Absolutely. And you, you get a dude like, uh, well, you take uh, uh, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson played quite a few years in the Negro League. When he came to Major League Baseball, he was almost 30 years old, 28, yeah. something like that. I mean, he, he, you know, so you're going to see his numbers in, in inflated. Satchel Page, um, he didn't get to the Major Leagues. I think he was, I, I could be wrong, but I think he was close to 40 years old when he got to the Major Leagues. No, and in no. those days, the Negro Leagues, they just handed you the ball. All right, go out there. Well, uh, geez, he just pitched. A, yeah, there was no five-day rule. No, <laughs> no, no, it was just like you know, yeah, no. two days rest. Get out there, do your thing. You know. Now, now help me out a little bit. Do they recognize Ichiro Suzuki's Japanese numbers? No. And that—that's. No, no. Do you think they, they should? Uh, look at it this way: if they do recognize his he, Japanese numbers, well, he tops Pete Rose. Oh yeah, he's going to be number one across the board in a lot of of these right. records. Same right. thing. Same thing with uh, Hideki Matsui. He was a monster in in mm -hmm. uh, Japan. You know, I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I don't think they're going to allow that though. I don't think. Okay, I just was wondering if they're going to start bringing in those types of records too, because we talk about you know the home run hitters, but Ichiro Suzuki. Oh. He, you know, he he well surpasses Pete Rose if you start bringing in those Japanese numbers. Yeah, he well so. surpasses a lot of guys. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, uh, we had a little bit of a <laughs> – did you watch the show last week? Uh, no, I didn't. Why? Uh, unbelievable. You're like an actor now. You know, you see these actors being interviewed and they're like, well, I really haven't seen the movie. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't like to look at my own work. Okay. Well, listen, I, I did all this on my own and, and, and 
folks, I know this is hard to believe, but Tony's not really technologically savvy. Okay, he doesn't really know how to do a lot of things period, with technology. So when it comes to anything that's put online, Facebook-wise, Zoom videos, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, I'm your guy, all right? I'm the one who's physically putting that stuff on there. With that being said, I finally figured out how to release the videos as Facebook Live videos. Because when we were working with Steve over at Doing a Local, he would release them as live videos so people could comment as the show's going on. Well, when we took it back over and we're putting it out ourselves, we were just putting out a regular video. And then if you go to comment, the video stops, you write your comment, and then you can resume the video. Well, I was getting messages about how people were annoyed by that. People didn't like that and whatnot. So I researched how to release a Facebook Live video, okay? I watched it on YouTube, figured it out. So last week, I released the video as a Facebook Live video. Here's the problem. I was so quick to research how to do it that the one thing I didn't realize is I'm taking our video and streaming it live on Facebook. The microphone on my laptop is open and the desktop audio is open. What did so you do? I'm watching it on my phone to make sure that the video is streaming online, which it was. But that was feeding into the microphone of the desktop. So what people were watching at the beginning was like, so Tony, I was on it. So Tony, I was like, everything was repeating itself. Audio was like jumbled all over the place. Just a bunch of crap. And then I finally realized, click this button, click this button. And then it went natural. So that, so as I get all the credit for all of the, you know, the, the advancements that we've made with the show technology wise, I also have to take the burden of the blame when that sort of stuff messes up. And that's what happened last week. So my apologies. If you go to YouTube and watch it on YouTube, you don't see any of those mess ups. You don't see any of those mistakes. But if you watch it on Facebook, the first two or three minutes of the show was a complete disaster. So I, I, I apologize for that. You could have blamed me and everybody would have believed it. You know, they, it, no, matter, no matter how much I denied it, everybody would have believed it. No, I know I probably could have, but... I'll take responsibility for it. So, yeah. So, I, I know those two buttons are clicked this time around. So, as you're watching this video, unless we had other mess-ups already that have happened, which would make this even funnier that I'm saying this, hopefully, fingers crossed, this one comes across much better than the last one. So, my apologies there. Um, of course, Christmas music is all over the place. Mm -hmm. You and I always talk about Christmas uh, movies and Christmas songs about how there really hasn't been anything new added to the list of classics that people sort of get used to for the holidays. Movie-wise, you could probably say Elf is a movie that's somewhat new that's sort of been instilled into the repertoire of Christmas movies, you know, Christmas Vacation. But music, for the most part, the only one that we could say, at least of recent years, and I put recent in quotations, is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, which would be kind of competing with the big boys, the Bing Crosby's White Christmas, all these types of things. Well, I guess 
there was a survey that was put out of the top Christmas songs, just the songs, not by particular artists, okay? It's just an actual song, which we could then break down into which artists do you like the best. But number 10 was Jingle Bells. Number nine, Little Drummer Boy. Number six, there was a tie, Carol of the Bells, The Christmas Song, and Mary Did You Know. Number five, White Christmas. Number five is White Christmas. Number three, there's a tie, Oh Holy Night and Jingle Bell Rock. Couldn't get more opposite of when it comes to the spectrum. And then tied for number one, Silent Night and All I Want for Christmas is You. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's, that's a respectable list. Well, to me, the number one sort of shows the spectrum of Christmas hymns versus Christmas songs that people like. When you go to church and you're at church and you're singing Christmas songs, I remember walking out of churches at times where Hark the Herald wasn't one of the songs that you were singing, that you weren't singing Oh, Holy Night. You know, these are the classics that I remember listening to as we were opening up Christmas presents. Silent Night, as far as I'm concerned, you don't leave the church until you've sung Silent Night for Christmas Eve service or whatever the case may be. So that shows that side of things. But then all I want for Christmas is you is you're not going to see that ever in a church, but yet it's one of the more popular songs, not even just for Christmas, but you know, one of the more popular songs ever. Really, a, a home run by her for sure. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. I mean, and, and what's that's the what... story with with her? Right, she didn't want to do a Christmas album, right? Oh, I don't know. I did. I I don't know. Well, you told you told me that story that that she got that that she didn't really want to do Christmas music at all, but she was locked in a room and was told, "Don't leave here until you come out with something," and that's what she came up with. Her and some other guy. Okay. I you told, me, that, you told okay. me that story. I did? Okay. Yes. All right. Was it, was it BS? I mean, are we playing no, yes no. or BS already? Or? No, no. <laughs> no, who was the guy that discovered her? Oh, that would be, uh, wait a minute now, uh, Tony Matola. Right. And my understanding is, is that he said that she had to have a Christmas album and that she didn't want to do it. And that she was told that her and this other guy, you're in a studio, come up with something come up with and don't leave until you do. And I guess this is what they came up with. Well, I will, I will say this. Uh, yeah. All I want for Christmas is you is a, is a classic. Mm-hmm. Her version of Oh Holy Night to me is the definitive version mm-hmm. and everybody else pales in comparison to her, um, her version. Yeah. I think anyway. Well, she has a version that can bring tears to your eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, the only thing that I could think of, uh, th- there was a time, I think there, I, I don't know if this still goes, but there was a time that when somebody made a Christmas album, not the Bing Crosby days or the Sinatra days, when, when, a, when an artist that, uh, you know, of, of popular music, contemporary music, when they made a Christmas album, that meant, uh, uh-oh, the career is on the wane. They're looking to sell some some records here. Well, that's probably what she thought too when she was asked that's to do probably it. Probably what 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 she thought. Yeah, yeah. But that's what uh, that that puts her in an iconic 
category. I mean, uh, when did um, Elvis do his Christmas albums in his career? He did his pretty quickly. I mean, he became. Okay. Um, well, he was a gospel type singer, so I mean, that, yes, yeah. yeah. But uh, his his uh, original Christmas album came out in 1957, so that was pretty pretty quick. He was he was already, you know, he was a big star for about maybe 18 months, and and uh, but in those days too, uh, you did what you were told, you know, whether you wanted to or not. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you know. amazing. Um, have you or are you done with your Christmas shopping? I well, see, Mike. I have a theory on this. Uh, one of the big reasons why I got married was so I didn't have to go Christmas shopping anymore. That was one of the the biggest. Really? That was that was in your top five reasons. That was in my top five to, reasons to land abroad. That that's that was that that was in the top five. That was in the top five because I got to be honest with you. You know, I mean, Christmas is beautiful. I love it. I love the eating. I love the Christmas tree sitting by the fire. You know, uh, uh, you know what is it? Wassel. I love to wassel. Um, Blueberry wassels. I don't know. That's that's a word that they always oh. say. Uh, but but the actual shopping, I I find absolutely no enjoyment in it at all. Nothing. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. I hate it. Hate it. With and, and 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 don't read into that, folks. That it's like. I don't think of other people, um, that type of stuff. It's the whole art of going to the stores when everybody else is going to the stores. I, I told you the one story. I, I, I'm horrible at gift buying. I will admit that right off the bat. I don't buy great gifts and I don't buy them in June when it comes to mind and have it hidden away until Christmas time. It, it is the two weeks before Christmas is my go time when it comes to finding mm. Christmas presents. And there was one year, this was years ago. I was still living in Illinois and um, I, I befriended this, this one lady who was doing the, the morning show at the time with me. And I went out with her and her daughter Christmas shopping and we were at Kohl's and I, I don't know if it was Christmas Eve, but it was right there. It was like right in that window of everybody was at the stores and the line was yeah. just zigzagged all across the store. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a handful of presents. I think I had something for my mom, my dad, my si I'd I just had a handful because at Kohl's, they, they have like three carts in the whole store and three ladies always get it and they keep the, the carts like the whole day and there's never any other carts. So at Kohl's I'm, I'm holding the whole bundle of gifts and we're standing there and I'm just like, this isn't worth it. And Alice, who's, who's the lady I was doing the show with, she's like, just calm down. Just we'll get through it. Don't worry. You're fine. You got the presents. We're going to, I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't do this anymore. And really all that's happening is that I'm just standing still. I mean, nobody's like beating me up. Nobody's yelling at me. I'm just standing still. Right. And I said, you know what? There was like a kiosk right here. I said, you know what? Forget it. And I just put all the gifts right there and just walked out. I couldn't do it. I couldn't I don't do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. you That's know. why online shopping to me is like, I want to support local businesses as much as I can, but my gosh, does it make it easier? Oh, wow. But, but also, Mike, you say you're a terrible gift giver. Okay, fine. 
I just, I don't know what to get anybody. I mean, like, like my sons, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you get them something that has world wrestling on it, oh, they're, they're ecstatic. They're, they're, they're fine with that. Um, but like my wife, I, I, you know, she's not into, she's really not into anything. You know, you know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, um, I don't know. You know, you, you can't, uh, get her one of those weighted blankets, get her one of those weighted blankets, weighted blankets. Yeah. Do you guys share a blanket or do you just, do you have the divider up or one person has their own? No, I have one blanket. She has the other blanket. Right. Get her a weighted blanket. Because then she can sleep the way she lives. Like somebody's just hanging on her the entire time. (laughs) I hear these weighted blankets are, are amazing for people who, you know, I don't know. maybe, Maybe next year. All right. Okay. All right. Well, it said in a survey only 10% are actually done with their shopping. Yeah. Here we are a week away. I found that two thirds of businesses are pretty sure they'll be able to ship your gifts in time for Christmas. Pretty sure. But my mom has a box that has gone through the postal service that was supposed to be here a week ago, Monday, and it still hasn't shown up. Really? It's, it's here now locally. She has gotten confirmation that it's in Harrisburg. So, I mean, it's literally just up the street from here, but it's still not here. And uh, she Ugh. paid extra for priority. Ugh. I, 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 it's very frustrating for her. What? That's, that's, you got to get the money back, priority. What, what, I know, what? but it's the government. You know, what's she going to uh, do? That's a drag. Yeah. That really is a drag. But, you know, well, the same thing's happening now with uh, – my wife with her medications, she put in an order to renew her medications. December 1st, have not seen anything. Mm. Now this is what, the 17th, 18th? Has not seen anything. Why did she do that online as opposed to just going to the pharmacy? Uh, because there's, first of all, there's like multiple things and, and oh, okay. um, the, 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 uh, the doctor kind of like, the doctor does, the doctor like, kind of puts it all together, but you've got to phone it in and everything. And, I, and it's, it's cheaper, you know, because the amount of pills that her and I are taking a piece, it, it, it literally comes out to like $75 between the two of us. Yeah. Um, but nothing has shown up yet. And my wife, it, 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 it's tracking. It's, it, it, and ironically, it was stuck in Pennsylvania. They were stuck in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, and you should have told me to pick it up for you. I would have well, brought it yeah, up. I mean, it's, it's, you know, what are you going to, now supposedly it's been fixed. It's supposed to be here by tomorrow, but uh, you know, I mean, it's one thing, all right, your sweater is delayed. It's another thing that, that, you know, you need your thyroid medicine, you know? So. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, you remember the show night court? Yes. Now Harry Anderson, right? He was the comedian that was, uh, mm-hmm. That was the judge. He was the the main guy of the show. Harry well, apparently Stone. they what? That was his character, Harry Stone. Yeah, Harry Stone. That's right. Sure. Big Mel Torme guy. Didn't yes. Mel Torme? He eventually made a cameo on that show, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. Um. Well, apparently there's a sequel in the works. Did you see this? I saw that. Yes. Um. John Larroquette, who, in my opinion, made the show. I thought oh. the Dan Fielding character was brilliant was amazing. Yes. Um, but apparently John Larroquette will be back as attorney Dan Fielding. Harry Anderson, of course, 
passed away in 2018, so he won't be there. Instead, the show will be about his daughter, Judge Abby Stone, who's followed in his footsteps. The original show ran nine seasons from 1984 to 1992. Larroquette won four Emmys for the show, and the show was nominated for an Outstanding Comedy three times. So it looks like they're going to try and do a sequel here for uh, Night Court. Yes, I, I saw that. And uh, the executive producer, I don't know if she's going to be in it, but the executive producer is uh, Michelle Rausch, and, that, and that's the girl... She was a regular on um, Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. She was married to Wallowitz, and I guess this is her project. Oh. So we'll see. Is it going to be on regular TV, or is it going to be uh, on stream, stream services? NBC. NBC, okay. I mean, it doesn't say it's going to be on the Peacock. It might be on the Peacock Network, but NBC is, is in the development of it. Okay. So. All right, interesting. Yeah. Uh, no surprise, I saw this, that the U.S. box office hit the tanks uh, this year. I, I, to be honest with you, I can't even believe they even looked at the numbers. I mean, they said it's the worst in four decades, the numbers. Well, um, 80%, that's how far it was down from last year. Apparently, they made $2.3 billion at the box office this year. Last year, it made eleven point four. Billion, just to kind of put it in comparison. Um, and that's the lowest total since the early 80s, if not the late 70s, so about 40 years. Wow. Wow. Well, we'll see. Now, a lot of these directors are peeved because it, uh, these movies are going right to what, right to streaming. It's, it's going right to streaming. And uh, they're a little peeved. There's, there's one guy, what is that movie, Tenet? Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. There's a movie called Tenet. And that director is a little aggravated because he feels this movie is supposed to be seen on the big screen. Well, you know, what can I tell you? You know, but... Uh, um, well, they, they all think it's a money grab. They think it's a money grab um, by these big companies. I mean, I guess I can see their point, but it's just kind of like, come on, man. I mean, people aren't going to the theaters. You've put these movies together. They want the movies to be released to as many people as possible to see it. But Mike, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I think this is the route that they're going. I, I think it's going to be uh, you and me at home making our own popcorn and, uh, you know, streaming it. Here's Tom Hanks's new movie. Okay, stream it. And we sit there. Oh, wait a minute. I got to go to the bathroom. Put it on hold. All right. Oh, wait a minute. The phone's ringing. Put it on hold. Well, I, I think that's the route that it's going. I mean, yeah, but we've, all, we've, we've had that. For how many? But not the instant, not the, you know, instant. the, the new releases. No, you're right. right. Now, I, I know what you're saying. People want instant gratification and and all of that. But 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 I, I don't know. I think this is the route that it's going to go. Tom Hanks is just going to sign a big contract, and he's going to make three movies for the route. Not 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 that I'm comparing him to Tom Hanks, but that's what Adam Sandler does. He signed an exclusive contract with Netflix. And that's it. When he makes a movie, it comes out on net at Netflix. And guess what? He's doing great. Yeah. So I don't And then know. all of his old movies are now on yeah. Netflix that you yeah. can watch. So, that. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, think about it a minute. I mean, I said this, I said this long before uh, COVID. I said this when it seemed like uh, every other week there was a shooting in a theater. 
I said, I'm not going anymore. I'm not going. I'll wait for it to come on cable or whatever it is. Would you go to a theater now? Not, not, I mean, not because of COVID. Let's just say everybody takes a pill and the, the, the COVID-19 goes away. Are you going to go to a theater? The only time I would go to the theater is to take the kids. Nope, nope. To see one of the, see one of their movies, I, I wouldn't go for a movie that I was interested in. Yeah, you know, I mean, eventually they all come to cable or whatever the case yeah. is, or for five bucks the whole yeah. family. Can see I mean, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't not go because of safety reasons. I just, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's expensive, <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I wouldn't go to the theater alone to watch. Well, a movie. you know, you, you're talking. You're, you're talking what? 40, 50 bucks? If you go to a, um, a theater to see a movie with, with you and the two kids, or, you know, uh, me, my wife, and the two kids, by the time uh, popcorn, candy bars. Oh, sure, yeah, candy. yeah. If you go to like at night, sure, yeah, yeah. Sure, so. No, you're right. Well, speak, speaking of, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was reading, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but COVID 19 uh, reared its ugly head again. Uh, taking two, uh, you know, stars. Uh, I don't know if you saw Charlie Pride, uh, country singer in, in the old days. He was 85 years old, in perfect health up until about a month ago. Um, he contracted COVID and uh, he's gone now, unfortunately. Um, he was the first major star in country music who was of color, which was amazing in those days. It really, really was. Uh, and, uh, you know, he had a long career. He was 85, I believe, but nonetheless, it bothers me when these guys are in perfect health and, you know, within a week they're dead. And the, the other one, I don't know if you saw this, but this bothered me because he was one of the reasons why I got interested in baseball because I saw his picture on the cover of Sports Illustrated and they showed him juggling a couple of baseballs and uh, his uniform looked so cool. I was like, wow, this guy is, and I'm talking about Dick Allen, mm -hmm. Dick Allen, who was with the Philadelphia Phillies. But by the time I got around to it, he was with the Chicago White Sox. And I remember him. You, you, well, you remember they had the, the red uniform with the red yep. hat. Yep. And, and, and I, to me, it just, it was awesome. I was like, yep. wow, look at this guy. Uh, he was a bit of a, didn't get along with many people, didn't get along with the press. Some people think if he was a little nicer, he would have been in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but he got COVID-19 too, I believe. And uh, he's gone this week as well. 78 yeah. years old. So. No, it's sad. No, you're right. It's uh, the, the alarming part is when people are in good health and then all of a sudden they make a turn for the worse when yeah. they get COVID-19 and uh, makes you sort of take a, take a break here. I, I you know, as I said, somebody came down with it where I work, um, and it's just – it's all over the place. I mean, it's just – it's almost everywhere you're at. There at least is somebody who's had it or has it. Uh, the good news is is that, you know, I don't know uh, anybody specifically that I've met or anything that has died from COVID. Um, I just know people who have had it and have since recovered from it. Uh, but they say it, you know, knocks them on their butts. I mean, it's it's not something to mess around with. So uh, even though there's a vaccine out there that people are now starting to receive the vaccine, um, you know, my, my mom made a good point. Like, why is the news announcing that 
FedEx and UPS trucks are delivering it all over the place. Don't you think that they're all going to be hijacked and that people are going to start stealing the vaccine and stuff to get it to themselves? And I mean, that make for a good diehard movie, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I, it hasn't happened. I mean, it hasn't happened yet oh, when it comes to it. So funny. Funny. what are you going to do? All right. You ready for yes or BS? Yeah, lay it on me, brother. All right. Here we go, bro. Uh, the world's largest artificial Christmas tree, this is holiday decor, I guess, or holiday records. Okay. That's what we're going to do today. Yes or BS? Is the statement true? Then it's yes. Is it false? Then it's BS. The world's largest artificial Christmas tree was taller than the largest real Christmas tree that's ever been cut down. I'm going to say Yes. Yes. Okay. The tallest cut Christmas tree was a 221-foot Douglas fir that was installed in a department store in Seattle in 1950. Okay. You mean to tell me that the Rockefeller Christmas trees aren't bigger than that? Apparently not. Or is that not considered a Christmas tree? What, the Rockefeller Christmas tree? Right. Isn't that just a tree that they've cut down? Right. Hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine a department store Christmas tree being bigger than the Rockefeller Christmas tree. And they brought it into the department store? They said it was installed in a department store in Seattle in 1950. Okay. All right. I don't know. See, to me, I don't know. See, to me, the Rockefeller Christmas tree isn't a Christmas tree. Meaning it's not like it's not grown as a Christmas tree. It's just a tree that's out there that they're like, all right, let's, let's cut that bad boy down and take it down to New York for whatever. Like, is that the difference? I just can't imagine a department store tree being bigger than a Rockefeller. Why, Christmas isn't, tree. why isn't the Christmas tree at Rockefeller center? Why is that not a Christmas tree? Because it's not grown as a Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody plants a Christmas tree to grow a Christmas tree to cut it down and sell it. Oh. That type of thing. Is that considered a Christmas tree or is any tree that a, that a, that a flipping bulb is put on considered a Christmas tree? Do you know what I mean? Okay. okay. All right. I mean, do you understand my confusion where I don't know if a, Christmas, if a tree in a department store is bigger than the Rockefeller Christmas tree? Well, it depends on the store. I mean, if you can fit it in there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> now, the tallest artificial tree was made in Sri Lanka four years ago and was just over 236 feet tall. So it actually was 15 feet tall. BS. No, no, no. No, no, no. That, that's the end of number oh. one. <laughs> Go ahead. Number two. Yes. The world's largest menorah is wider than it is tall. Uh, all right. Okay. Yes. No, Tony. That's BS. Oh, well. But it's close. 32 feet tall, 28 feet wide, and it weighs 4,000 pounds. A group in New York first installed it near Central Park in 2005. Wow. Okay. Did you have a different bulb put in that light there? You went like from warm to now cold, the light under you. Are there different settings for that? 
I guess. I, I, I'm not Jewish. I, I wouldn't know. Oh, you're still on the menorah. I'm talking about the light under your face. Where? What? This, the, 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 the moonlight that you have. What's that thing called? Well, now you look like, just go back to what you were doing. Right. Take, take two. All right. Number three, the record for largest collection of Christmas tree stands is 399. All right, I'll say yes. Nah, Tone, it's BS. It's three times that. A guy from Pennsylvania holds the record with 1,197 tree stands. This is what he gets off on this? He likes this? This is his hobby? That's what we do out here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right. When we see a Christmas tree stand, we buy it. <laughs> Number four, the record for most Christmas trees chopped down in two minutes is 27. Uh, I'll say yes. That sounds ridiculous. So that is yes. yes. It actually was a woman from the United States really? named Aaron, but did the event in Germany in 2008. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And number five, the world's largest Christmas tree ornament weighed over 2,000 pounds. No. First yeah. off, can you imagine the hook that you'd have to install into that ornament? I mean... Those hooks, you find those in July around the house. They, they, I don't know how, they're like socks. Uh, but actually, it's true. 15 feet wide and just under 2,500 pounds. A really? mall in Dubai hung it from their ceiling in 2018. Wow. Yeah. How'd they get it up there? I don't know. It's, it's not in here. Oh. I don't know. Man. Yeah, so there you go. Very nice. All right. What else? Oh, okay. Um, people who are interested in going on the web to find out interesting things. Here's some interesting websites that you probably didn't know existed. All right. Number one, myfridgefood.com. Myfridgefood.com. You enter a bunch of random ingredients that you have on hand, and it suggests recipes that you can make with it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So myfridgefood.com. Okay. Future, futureme.org. It lets you send yourself an email one year in the future or even farther out if you want. Some people use it to help themselves stick to long-term goals. And some people say writing to their future self is just therapeutic. <laughs> that would be funny. I'd like to write to like the future Tony. Right. And you should want to write to the future me. Like, not write ourselves. We'll write the other person. Okay. All right. What would you say to me? I don't know. Yeah, neither would I. <laughs> and I that's what it would be. Uh, you know, uh, and then just send it. <laughs> just send it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, so right. here, number three, run P. I've got a few more here. Is that all no. right? Yeah. Jeez. Run P. This one's an app that lets you search different movies and tells you the best time to take a bathroom break so you don't miss anything. Like, for example, the first pee break in Die Hard is 45 minutes in when Reginald Vell Johnson's character is out buying Twinkies. Why can't we just put it on hold? Well. Pause. I'm just saying. Kind of ruins it, but all right, yeah. <laughs> 
So there you go. A few uh, things to think about. Very, very good. Uh, Deadline.com has a list of the iconic people that have passed away this year. And it, it's quite a list. I don't think everybody's here. Uh, but uh, uh, in their opinion, uh, number one is Chadwick Boseman. He was 43 years old. And um, that came as a shock to me. When that happened, that was a shock. Yeah. Because who knew that he was sick? Uh, Kirk Douglas, he was 103. That was a surprise. Um, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, that, that was. Yeah. No, no, are these the top surprise deaths, or is this no. just the top death? Okay. No, these are the top. Uh, just the I was going to say, where's Eddie Van Halen? Uh, I don't know if Eddie Van Halen's on this list. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, then number four was Olivia de Havilland. She was 104. Uh, then there was somebody by the name of uh, Naya Rivera. I, I don't know who she is or him. Carl Reiner passed away this year, 98 years old. Regis Feldman, 88 years old. Kelly Preston, that was a surprise. That's another one, yeah. Uh, when that happened. Uh, well, she knew she was sick either, right? She, I didn't know she was sick. I mean, they kept that under wraps for a long time. Uh, Sean Connery, who died just recently, he was 90. And uh, Alex Trebek, number 10, passing away at the age of 80. But, you know, if you tune into Jeopardy, he taped so far in advance that uh, we're going to be seeing him hosting Jeopardy uh, until, I believe, first week of January. And it's, it's kind of eerie. It's kind of eerie because he comes out in one particular episode and he, he just addresses the audience for a few seconds. And he says, okay, the Thanksgiving holiday is all over with and we're ready. Hope you all had a thanks, good Thanksgiving. I know I did. And he goes into the show mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, wow, you know, but uh, uh, yeah, he's going to be on until first week in January. So. That has to be weird. That has to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is a, a, a little weird, you know, but... Uh, it, it almost makes you second-guess them still running those shows. I think that's what he wanted. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think that's what he wanted. And um, now, starting in January, they're going to be doing like a run of guest hosts. So, we'll see. Oh, it's not Jennings? Yeah, well, Ken Jennings is going to be the first one who's going to do it. I guess he'll do it for a week or whatever, but then I guess they're going to... Uh, get a couple of other people in there. It's got to be Ken Jennings. Who else is it going to be? It's got to be. Are they going to have Will Ferrell do it for a week? <laughs> that's good. So, <laughs> that a no? I guess that's a no. <laughs> ah, maybe. You never know. He would I do mean, it. People would tune in. I mean, my gosh, people would tune in. He would do it. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know if they ever met Alex Trebek, though. I mean, I don't know if they ever... Like, is Alex Trebek the type of guy that would have written or called him or something and said, hey, that's, a, that's really funny, guys, what well, you guys are doing? It's, it's funny now that you should say that because after Alex Trebek uh, passed away, uh, they were showing all of these clips of things that he did other than Jeopardy. You know, he did a cameo here, did a cameo there. There was one time when Will Farrell, they were doing that, that bit, and he just popped out of nowhere. And and surprised. All, oh, everybody. okay. Well, then, all right. Yeah, he had a sense of humor. That, that's oh, sure. sure. Well, and as you said, Will Ferrell did nothing to impersonate him. He wasn't. He didn't try at all 
to act like Alex Trebek at all. No, no he put on a fake mustache. That, that was <laughs> it. You know, but I mean, the real star of that skit was uh, uh, Daryl Hammond when he yeah. was doing, uh, uh, you know, Sean Connery. That was the one. And Norm Macdonald with Burt Reynolds. Oh, was, just a classic. <laughs> it was spot on. That yeah. was spot on. <laughs> Are we ready for uh, bad decisions or you got yeah, something else? Here we go. All right. Bad decisions. Bad decisions. Mike Bellamy is here for you and me. All right, Tony, I'm not sure if there's a lump of coal big enough for this situation. On Monday night in West Belfast, Northern Ireland, mm. the police pulled over Santa. Santa was doing a sleigh tour in a neighborhood, handing out presents to kids when the cops came and stopped them. They said they'd gotten a complaint because he didn't have proper lights on his sleigh. (laughs) So they wouldn't let him go until he could add a white light for the front and a red light on the back. Doesn't he know how the Christmas song goes? That Rudolph... Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? That's a red light in the front. Yes, absolutely. Now, one of the people who organized the event said the whole thing was just rather unfortunate. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't drunk. So, yeah. I, I saw this thing on Facebook. I thought it was <clears throat> thought it was so funny. It's a cartoon, and it shows Santa at the computer with this real pissed off look on his face, saying something like, "Oh, I'm going to get you guys." <clears throat> And it shows the Facebook page for Rudolph saying, hey, is it me or has Santa put on a few this year? And then like Dasher comments, like they're like ripping Santa, like a Facebook social media type of thing. And Santa's like, I'm going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So last week, the word was banana split. Mm -hmm. What is it this week? This week, it's candy cane. Oh, in honor of the Christmas holiday. Isn't that sweet? Are you a fan of the Christmas uh, candy cane or no? No, no. Do do not like candy canes. Do you not like peppermint at all or just not not the candy cane? Not a peppermint guy. No. Okay. So, but. Josh loves candy canes. Oh, all right. Well, then tell him to tune in. If you can get him to sit for more than two minutes. I, I, I can't. I can't with Josh. He's, 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 he's pretty difficult. He's pretty gone. difficult. <laughs> he, he called me a cracker the other day. He, he called you a cracker? He don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Are you kidding? My, my four-year-old son, well, let's put it in context. He's, 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 he's eating goldfish crackers with his peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The therapist is here with Ben and... Josh turns to the therapist and says, you're a cracker. You're a cracker. And I'm just like, oh, all right. wow. I mean, is there an intervention? Do we, do we need to get involved here with the, from the mouths of, and he's just saying it, you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know that there's different meanings and all that kind of stuff. And part of me is like, well, I mean, he's accurate. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he, He's pretty sure. spot on uh, when it comes to it, but yeah, yeah. So. Oh, very funny. I, very, very funny. One of these days, I'm going to have Josh on the show because he would do it. Yeah. Sure. Josh is the w- one kid out of the three who I think would sit here and, but he'd hog it. Like he'd come up to the camera and just be like this the whole time for the show. Oh, well, hey, you know, 
that, that would be all right. They usually yeah. say, though, you know, in show business, you don't share the camera with animals and children. You know? Okay. All right. Good point. Well, we're not in show business. So no. Worry. No. no. Somebody felt that we didn't deserve it. Yeah. All right. Um, so once again, hopefully the show doesn't screw up at the beginning when we release it live. And then uh, you, know, you can watch it on YouTube, listen to it on Spotify or wherever else you want. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Mike. Hey, Talk to you later. take care, Tony. B bye. <laughs>